Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, a new way to help schools raise money. Education is so supposed to be the great equalizer, but because of the cost of education, we're ending up becoming a society where many people are not as able as others to get access to high quality education. Although you wouldn't know this by how a region is portrayed, often our entrepreneurs go to Silicon Valley and get educated, and then they come back and build businesses. Kester Linder is a co-founder and CEO of Give Campus, and a great example of this trend, which I really want to highlight. His company, Give Campus, graduated from the Y Combinator Accelerator, the gold standard accelerators in Silicon Valley. He's got a mission in the backing to solve a big problem that many of us care deeply about and is very much in the news today. We're going to talk about his business and also his view of the startup economy here in D.C. as a result of the location of Amazon HQ2. Kestrel, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Tell me a bit about Give Campus. Give Campus is a tech company based here in Washington, and we are trying to help schools advance the quality, the affordability, and the accessibility of education in our country by helping them raise more money from private individuals in the form of philanthropic gifts. So if I'm at a university and, and I'm trying to, trying to enhance the ability for students to go, how do I interact with you? Yeah, we provide a variety of web-based software platforms, SaaS platforms. Our core product is what we call the social fundraising platform. And it's a platform akin to Kickstarter or GoFundMe, but designed from the ground up specifically for nonprofit educational institutions, colleges, universities, and K-12 schools. Many entrepreneurs here in town uh, start businesses about things they care about. I think we all acknowledge a student debt is a problem, but why should people who don't have student debt care about this? The reality, the unfortunate reality, is that the economics of education in our country have been worsening for many years now. Uh, and regardless of whether or not you yourself have student debt, and regardless of how much debt you may or may not have, uh, we are starting to become a society where our educational system is reinforcing existing socioeconomic conditions rather than serving as a system that helps ensure everyone has a fair shot. Education is so supposed to be the great equalizer, but because of the cost of education and challenges that many people, especially on the lower end of the income, uh, income spectrum face, because of those challenges, uh, we're ending up becoming a society uh, where many people are not as able as others to get access to high quality education that they can afford. Kind of undermines democracy in a, in a big way if you don't have citizens that are educated. Absolutely. How did you come to do this? Was this something that you had to deal with in your own university career, or did you watch other friends struggle? What what made this your mission? I uh, I actually am a complete fish out of water. Uh, I went to Johns Hopkins uh, just up the road in Baltimore. I moved to D.C. for graduate school at Georgetown, and I spent almost a decade uh, working here in the defense contracting industry, uh, most recently for Booz Allen Hamilton. Uh, but about five years into my tenure at Booz Allen, I started to get – uh, what has been described to me as the entrepreneur's itch, wanting to start something, wanting to start something from the ground up, wanting to create something uh, your own. Thankfully, I had a friend who was a software engineer at Facebook who was getting that itch at the same time. Uh, and we began to uh, inquire uh, to ourselves and each other about 
what might be a company that we can start? Uh, and amongst a series of ideas that we had, uh, one day my co-founder Mike said to me, I wish it was easier to give back to our alma mater. It should be easier to give back to our alma mater. He also went to Johns Hopkins. Uh, and I agreed with him. Uh, we were both individuals uh, who had the capacity to make philanthropic gifts. We both had the inclination to give back. Uh, we both love our alma mater and uh, believe very strongly in the power of education, the transformative power of education. But at that time, neither of us was giving back. And that was not something that settled uh, with us very well. So we decided to do some research, uh, research and, and through that process, we learned about the declining and worsening economics of education in the country. We became convinced that something needed to be done about that. And we became convinced that if we could help schools raise money in a smarter fashion, in a more effective and efficient fashion, especially with younger people, and if we could help schools create a greater culture of philanthropy for education, we could help move the needle, hopefully in a meaningful way, at a societal level around the issue of educational access and affordability. And you are, and your company is is a profitable business. It's a real business. And, and I like that, and it's important to remember that ultimately you have to have a sustainable business to change anything. You know, something you've done here, which is I think atypical is you went out and, com and completed Y Combinator, which is the gold standard for technology accelerators in the world. But you didn't stay in Silicon Valley. You came back here. How come? You know, that was a, a question, uh, a big question. We had we had started the business here in Washington. We moved to Northern California for about four months uh, when Y Combinator funded us. And we went through their boot camp like program uh, over the course of 10 or 12 weeks. And when we completed it, um, we asked ourselves whether we should stay uh, in the, the belly of the beast in Silicon Valley in the San Francisco Bay Area or if we should return to Washington. Uh, we ultimately made the decision to move back to Washington for, for a few reasons, one of which, truth be told, was inertia. We were from here before. This is where we had started the business. Uh, we also made it for some operational reasons. Uh, a large majority of educational institutions in the United States are on the East Coast. So being in the same time zone and being able to go see them very easily has its advantages. Um, but also, and as importantly, uh, we wanted to be able to focus on the business. And for all of the great things and amazing benefits that the San Francisco Bay Area provides, we also recognize that it can be a little distracting to be uh, in the belly of the beast and to be surrounded by all of the activity um, in San Francisco, in and around San Francisco. In Washington, we're able to really put our heads down and focus. Uh, but to ensure that we don't lose out uh, on, on those great benefits of San Francisco, we have made it a habit to regularly go back to the Bay Area. And what we try to do is we try to condense all of the interactions that we would have if we were in San Francisco full time into three or four days uh, a trip. We meet with lots of people, uh, talk to peers who are running growing businesses, uh, exchange uh, battle stories with them, and uh, hopefully get tips, tips and tricks from them and, and share some insights of our own that are valuable to them. And then we get back on a plane to DC and get back to work. Well, I'm glad to get on a plane and come back here, and I'm glad you're taking advantage of things out there. Kestel Linder, you're doing really great things at Give Campus. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade 
Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions, and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit boardoftrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to Auric, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward-looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at auric.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.